From the art of the deal to keeping it real. Live from the Simply Vegas studios, it's the Power Move with John Gafford. Wow, it's 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 another extravaganza of knowledge. That's all I can say. Welcome to the Power Move. My name is John Gafford. With me, as always, Colt Amadon, not liquored up in the middle of the day. No, I'm uh, training for my Olympic. <laughs> for the Equestrian Olympic thing? He's <laughs> power walking. That's it. Power walk. And Chris Connell, Esquire, with us, as always. So, start the show today. We're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to talk about market crashing again. I'm going to talk about Bitcoin as the El Salvador thing happened today. We'll talk about a little bit about some bankruptcy laws that you need to be aware of in the real estate world. And just some other stuff. And I want to talk about is, you know, hey, we're number one. Is that horseshit or is that real? Oh, yeah. Talk about that. <laughs> so, so first of all, I, I think we should talk about El Salvador, man. Because if you didn't know, El Salvador today made Bitcoin their primary currency base. Uh, they have this lovely plan where they're going to give all people that live in El Salvador a card or they'll give them a Bitcoin wallet where they give them the equivalent of like $30 US in Bitcoin. And now they're there. And so that happened today. The price of Bitcoin dropped 10% because of it. I don't know if those two things are correlated. If you know those markets, sure. they are as elastic as elastic. They're more elastic <laughs> yeah. than Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. It's up and down, up and down. But here is my thing. I mean, we talk a little bit about the internet. We talk about why you should never argue on the internet. And somebody that I know made a comment, and they were talking about how this was great for Bitcoin and this and this. Now, obviously, this is someone that is very heavily involved with Bitcoin, probably heavily vested in it, God bless. Mm -hmm. And I made the comment. I said, this is going to be an absolute disaster based on the fact that it's El Salvador, right? And I said, you're essentially getting, you're giving them all access, so you're essentially turning all of these people into walking ATM machines, is what you're doing. And I got this immediate kickback from this person. He was like, oh, you're, it's just fear and uncertainty and doubt or FUD, as the Wall Street Bets crew likes to call it. And, uh, and you know, you just don't know what you're talking about. You're just, I'm like, dude, this has nothing to do with Bitcoin. I'm not talking about Bitcoin. Uh, right. I'm talking about the fact that there's tens of thousands of people at the Mexico border fleeing the gangs of El Salvador that want to chop their heads off with machetes. MS-13. And you're, <laughs> and you're giving them all walking around where they have these these wallets. And he's like, well, no, no, they would just be able to trace it by chase. I'm like, dude, they can't control people from getting their heads cut off. And right. you think they're going to chase $30 worth of US dollar Bitcoin? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's it makes no sense. That's people, you know, we talked about that the other day, John, about people that don't travel, don't have perspective yeah. on stuff. <clears throat> you go to these places. If, you ever, if you've never seen a South American favela, then, yeah. then you don't know what poverty looks like. Or you've never been to, you know, <clears throat> Moshi, Tanzania and seen people living with one piece of metal as a, as a as a door for their home. Literally, that's their home. To this day, seriously, you should get a T-shirt that says this because that's the greatest thing you've ever said. When you said, I've never seen a well-traveled racist. Yeah. They, they choose to see the world beyond their own television. Right. I, no, I mean, it's was, just. You know what? Hang on a second. Because I didn't do it then. Because I didn't do it then. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> We're still on the old sound. We need. Can you got to help us out. In any, uh, I got nothing yet. I got I got nothing worth having. So we got to get back to it. I go back to what you're saying. But yeah, no, it's just one of those things where it's like you don't understand the abject poverty that people are living in. You don't understand their what they need to deal with. It, that's not to say they don't live interesting, fruitful lives right. in their own way. Sure. Right. But if you, you don't, you can't do things top down a lot of times. They have to have been done in their own way. There's a lot of people that, you know, in some 
Salvadorian fish market or something. The Bitcoin wallet. I'm going to supposed to go on the internet and go to a cafe. No, the, the, have... that gentleman over there with the face tattoos. Just go see him, and he's yeah, going to yeah, help you out. He's going to make that go away. He's not going to enrich himself <laughs> no. on you. You guys being handed out some government inflationary, you know, card with thirty bucks on it. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. it's it, it, and it's funny how going back to the original guy that was arguing with that, like you weren't arguing against anything he no, was saying not at all people get so defensive on the internet yeah. so quick i think people in life even in business if you bring up something people just go into defensive. defense mode anymore and yeah that's a bad thing to always just be on well, the defense it's the, it's the dunning kruger effect yeah. it is. people have to you know they fall so in love with their own with their own yeah. thought process they have to do anything to just protect defend it. it and me yeah. i i won't take positions who, who was that <clears throat> ben grant or um said, oh, you're a flip-flopper. You've changed your opinion on this political matter. He goes, that's because the facts as I know them have changed. Yeah. yeah. Or like, yeah, uh, of course I've changed my opinion. <laughs> the facts are different now. Yeah. Or, or, one, idiot. or one of the Beastie Boys once said when they called him a hypocrite for his changing his yeah. stance on women, he's like, I'd rather be called a hypocrite than never learn and grow anything. Right. 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 Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's a weird thing. And, but we do that in America. We have this thing where you need to be the same way that I think of and remember you at the time. Like when, when Trump got booed for telling people to take the vaccine. Yeah. It's like, well, wait a minute. That's not our it, guy. It, maybe his information's changed. You don't know yeah. what's going on. But if the information's changed, why wouldn't you change with it? Well, because because people wrap their identities <clears throat> to their beliefs. Yeah. And if their right. beliefs change, it's going to damage their identities, which causes a problem. Yeah, dissonance. Yeah, it com yeah. completely yeah. causes that. But yeah, the Bitcoin thing in, in uh, El Salvador, I, I find it interesting that you have a young politician. He's a very young guy. He's trying to be innovative. And I understand. I think it's interesting uh, it. to you shake it up a little something. bit. Something. And and what's the what was the El Salvadorian peso? I, I mean, I don't remember what it was. I don't, I don't what was it tied to before? If it's American dollar, that's going to face probably you know, you know, high. We, we need like a fact checker in here. That's on the. They can they can work. Yeah. The, they can work the Google machine. Yeah, it's, it's not just too bad. Yeah, like you know, we, we need like a, a which, like a chip. Yeah, chip. What's that? We can just kind of glance off camera over here and just chip. 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 What is that? We need. But think about so. There's a lot of people out there like the of mostly libertarian bent that want to go back to commoditizing their money. Mm. Or having a gold standard or something like that, or a consumer basket. Right. I think that if you did it with a Bitcoin, I'm not a Bitcoin guy. I own zero Bitcoin, and because I'm an old man, and I, you know, I'm just not moving with the times, I guess. But yeah. it does at least, if you tie to a currency to a store of value, you're going to have ups and downs. But at least there's something about it, so you can't just print Bitcoin. <laughs> well, oh. See, that's see that, my friend, is where you're wrong. <laughs> Because you can't just print it, but but the mining of it, it's like eighty some percent mined. Dude, dude, okay, so <clears throat> there's a kid that works for me named, named Durham, and he comes in and uh, he's had some family issues over the last year, so I haven't seen him a lot. And he just kind of came back in the other day, and he said, "This is what I've been doing." And he's been mining Bitcoin and Ethereum, right. and he's like, "I'm gonna get you in." And I said, "Okay, so okay, so if I tell you how complicated on a scale of one to ten do you think mining Bitcoin would be? If I just you know nothing about it. How if I knew nothing about yeah, it, you, I would think it was some big process right. where you have all these. What about you, Colt? What's hard. the process? Yeah, I would it's say 10. It's, 10. it's 10, right? Yeah. Okay. This is what the process for mining Bitcoin is. You ready? You order this box. It's a computer. They're very expensive. All right. The more expensive they are, the more expensive the components are. All right. They're very expensive. You send it to a data center. All right. You don't even have to go there. You literally have the computer mailed to a data center. You say, plug it in, hook it up to the internet. Send me the IP address. That's it. 
I mean, that's still looking at about eight, John. Jason Bourne, where he's like what's slipping in computer servers. No, 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 no. How many people do you think know how to find their own IP address? No, no, but no, you don't, you don't need to do that. Yeah. They, you call the data center and say, tell me the IP address of the machine. You link the IP address to your wallet, and that's it. You just let the machine run. So you, you know what you're talking about, John? But I do. Yeah, no, no, I, but, but I didn't until I talked to somebody that did. If you told that to my dad, you yeah, would have lost him. The pop. third word out of your mouth, yeah. which yeah. lost buy, him. Buy black box. Right? Okay. Been it. From where? <laughs> From where? Right. Well, that, well, that, okay, that's, that's part of it. I mean, oh, no, you know, granted, I, I'm going to piggyback on this guy's deal. These boxes, the ones, like, in the more expensive the box, the more efficient they are. The more mm. efficient they are, the better they are. Because how you figure out, and there's a website that'll show you every machine, really, that's a Bitcoin miner that's out there running, and it shows their efficiency levels. He pulled up the site, I looked at it, and I was like, okay, he's like, see, these are more efficient. They take less electricity. Then you find a data center based on how much they sell you a kilowatt for of electricity. That's how you're going to gauge your profitability of these machines. He's got the machines that he's turned me on to um, that are coming out here in the next, it's supposed to be out in November. They make, they, they're going to net about $160 a day. I got a buddy that's mining Ethereum, makes $10 a day. Well, Ethereum's different. It's way less. It's way, way less. Um, and his, and his, his machines are probably not these. These machines are like $18,000. They're not cheap. So I'm like, all right, I'll go in for X amount of machines and put them up there and you plug them in and you're really, you know, like anything else, all, all of these, it's, it's like, it's the NFTs we talked about. Right. It's a lit fuse. You know what I mean? It's like, you're, you're basically investing in something that can I earn my entire investment back before this thing right. implodes? Right. You know, and at least with the, and the thing I liked about this was the components of this box as it sits even if it gets obsolete for its current use, the, the, the box itself is still worth three to four thousand dollars, just with the Parts, components, cobalt and lithium. Yeah, all of the stuff that's still in it, you're still looking at that much to resell this. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to do some. I'm going to do some Bitcoin mining here in, in November, uh, just as a different business. I mean, like I said, there was an article we talked about last week about those two kids that were mining Ethereum that were making, you know, twelve grand a month or whatever they're making. I, it just the way that people are making money right now is just insane. There was a there was a tweet that came out. I don't know who said it. It wasn't. It just said a guy made a one point two six million dollars for holding a CryptoPunk NFT for twenty minutes. Yes. Yeah, and then he said after that, he goes, "If you went to business school or any type of an economist, your head is just you have no idea what to think anymore. Right? Like you just have absolutely no idea what to think in the modern. Well, economy. that's because when you talk about investing versus speculation and gambling. And yeah. I'll always fall back on that. And I like it. I like that people are out there gambling. That's how innovation happens. Mm -hmm. They're out there speculating. But an investment is something where you go, okay, you have a calculable return. There's some going to be speculation on how it turns out, right? Mm -hmm. But but to say like a lot of times that has to do with what's what's currying favor. What yeah. what? Um, and I always go back to Beanie Babies because there was a moment just like that that you could have sold these Beanie Babies for a ton of money. Right. So if you're no, on the there. upside of the Beanie Baby trend, if you had Briex at the right time, if you had Enron at the right time. Everybody made money. Like 50, 49% of those people made money. That's what people don't realize. That up until this half of the hill, people have done well. And people oh, have made money. Made well, it's just, it just about getting out. I mean, dude, I, I killed it yeah. on AMC. I just got out yeah. early. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I, I, don't, I have no idea what it's trading at today. I think it might be in, back in the 40s. Yeah. I don't care. I had to run up to 70. I was happy as a clam. Sure, sure. Gosh, yeah. I think I'm and, gone. and the guy that bought it from you at 70 and sold it at 65 is the guy that lost. I lost. Yeah, for sure. And I so, think it's anything. There's like always that. that. That's just what it is. Pump and dump type of stock. Because it's kind of zero sum. Yeah. 
because you are it is a zero sum game, right? You are getting whoever's buying on the back end is losing on the front end or whatever. However, uh, you want to do well, it. I think I think I it's mean, just crypto, I think it's, well, I think what we're gonna say. Cold run? No, I was gonna say crypto. It might not be a zero nothing, right? Like we. Ten years ago, if we were having this conversation, people would be like, what the hell are you talking about that? I think that in another ten years, I think I mean El Salvador to make that their currency. See, did you pick up on did you pick up on the El Salvador? For those of you listening, we're really cult appropriates the Spanish uh, culture. Yeah, <laughs> we're sorry. Yeah, well, we're sorry, sorry guys. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to. But I mean, look, uh, if you're gonna cancel something, yeah, it should be cancel cult. <laughs> it should be cancel but cult. I that. think that but I also get like the NFTs, like I saw a meme that I sent to him that guy's looking in the mirror and says, yeah. You own you that, own that JPEG, JPEG. Right. And it's but again, it's that pump and dump type of stock. <laughs> like Mark Wahlberg in uh, Boogie Nights. Was that <laughs> yes, that exactly. Like, like your star. <laughs> <laughs> but it, there's money to be made in that. There's you money know? to be I made. I mean, you look at everything. Trading baseball think, cards. But well, I, I just don't know what the what's going to make the, the the dragon. And it, well, the, he, here, here's right. the thing. And I'm going to tell you, it's making me rethink my investment strategy a little bit. Because my investment strategy has always been about 50, 30, 20. And what I mean by that is... 50 is relatively safe return. I know that I'm going to be able to pull 6% out of it. And it's just going to, it's going to turn that way. 30% is higher, is higher risk. And then 20% is, eh, I mean, to the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just throwing it to the wall. Maybe it could, it's where One I put steps. my, yeah, yeah you, you never it's know. Big swings. Yeah. It, it's, it's big swings. And I think that, you know, you got to take big swings to make this work. But now with, with the speed at which things are happening, and this is the stuff that keeps me up at night. I literally, I sit there and, and it, so if you're, if you're at home trying to figure out the modern economy, don't feel, don't feel bad. I think it's a lot of us. <laughs> oh, I think and, uh, and I've really thought that I've, I've rethought that I've said, man, I've got to get to a point where, you know, I'm taking bigger swings. It's going really now 50, 20, 30. I mean, 50 is going to always be kind of that moderate, you know, I yeah, know, mm -hmm. I know what I'm, it, it's tough. I, I know what I'm doing. 20% now is going to be a little bit riskier and then 30% is going to high risk because the upside is so much higher yeah. now than it used to be. Like, I mean, a risky stock in the stock market, I mean, a risky stock mm -hmm. is, you know, you look at risky stock, like right now, if you're to buy okay. Tesla, mm -hmm. I, which I, which I find, you know, Tesla to be a risky stock, it's not going to double in the next 12 months, right. these Bitcoin mining machines, they'll be paid for on the, on the estimates for time in 5.6 months. I'm going to double my money in 12 months and they're good for four years. And it could, it could stop tomorrow. They could stop making Bitcoining mining some, a this, thing, but it's a higher risk, but the upside is phenomenal compared to what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Those opportunities are going to exist. And, and, and I don't know if that just means that things are just inflationary or that that's what's accounting for all that stuff. There's a greater supply of money. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It, it just seems relatively greater or whatever, yeah. or. Uh, well, there's, where, def there's definitely more, there's definitely more, more money floating around. Right. Where it's being allocated is weird yeah. too. So. See, and I'm, I was, I'm a little bit young, so I don't remember the, uh, the nineties internet craze, but it kind of feels that way where so many millionaires were made. So that, that four years of just the internet. Boom. I started a dot com. Yeah. And, and it feels like it's almost that type of a, an era where you, you get in, you're going to make a lot of money, but it also could it, end. It could, well, get, and who knows? You know, you know, what's funny is, is that brings me to my next point, which is, you know, and I made my internet challenge and I love my internet challenge where I said, any of the prognosticators that say that the real estate market here is going to crash in Las Vegas, uh, let me know. And I see a video and somebody commented on our video from last time saying there's factors that I, we weren't taking into account. Oh. That's what they said. <laughs> there's factors you're not taking into account. And I'm actually probably going to title this segment, the market's going to crash. 
is probably what I'm going to entitle it. So if you watch this, ha ha, I gotcha. Um, the reason I'm going to do that is because this dude posted a video on Facebook or on you, I'm sorry, YouTube. And it, the title of it was Las Vegas foreclosures are coming, which is a heavily searched keyword because people yeah, are, because of course, yeah. oh, the market's going to crash. We're going to get all these foreclosures. And this dude went through and he went through a very organic evaluation of the market in a way that economists probably have been doing it for a very long time. And one of the matrix that he leaned so heavily into was job creation in the market. That's what, that's what he was really leaning into saying, you know, there's not a lot of high paying jobs being created in Las Vegas. And my first thought was obviously this is a dude that does not live here. And my right. first thought was, and I bet him in the comments, of course I said, I'll bet you $10,000 right now. This doesn't happen. Like, here's my info. I'll bet you 10 grand. I mean, he didn't respond shocker, but the one thing you would like, we all went to this party. We all went to that, that, that event where I spoke Crypto we went, we went to that deal. And how many of those kids in that room that were millionaires, how many of them have jobs that not, you would see on a jobs report? Not, jobs. not one of them not one. has a job that you would see on the job. Not a lot more agents there. Right. But what I'm saying is there is a shadow economy being created through the internet and all of those people are flocking to Las Vegas. Yeah, tax yeah. savings. Well, because, I mean, it's cheap to live here. It's relatively inexpensive. There's no state income tax. There's all these great reasons to do it if you are wealthy to come here. <clears throat> Objectively good reasons. But um, I think there, that I'd be cautious to think that there are a lot of great paying jobs being created in Las Vegas insofar as how people think of jobs. So you're right. Right. But we do hang out with or we we're around people that are probably more likely to do it. So if you were to go into maybe a different neighborhood, maybe they wouldn't they'd go, yeah, there's no good jobs. Nobody I know is having money. My neighbors are having greater problems. You know what I mean? I always do that. I always think, well, this is happening in my experience. In your mm. realm. Yeah. yeah, in my realm. Oh, everything's kind of looking no, no, great. But, right, but, right. but but my my but, point was this, which is the economy has changed. I mean, yeah. It, like, yeah, it, yeah. like this, I mean, in a light, the, the way, if you look at how people make money, the amount of money they're making, where they're making their money, how they're doing it is moving so heavily to online. Mm -hmm. Some of these traditional metrics that you use to gauge things oh, you're 100% right. are out the window. You're totally right. And Point. so this guy trying to use, it's essentially trying to use 1999 math to solve a 2031 yeah. problem. And it just, you, you can't. Well, to your point too, employers are starting to realize that they can have people work from home and exact same productivity and now they don't have to pay for them. They're asked to sit yeah. in a seat in an office. So their, their, so their, their employment <coughs> might be in Silicon so, Valley, yeah. yep. but their residence but is right here in Las Vegas. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, there's just, you, you can't, you can no longer gauge those things yep. by the, by this old type of, of metrics anymore. It just doesn't work. And I think Vegas has kind of always been that way. Um, but I think we've created a lot more quote unquote, Norm, uh, normal jobs in the last 10 years that we didn't have before. Like there's a, our, our economy has diversified over the last decade. Agreed. Tremendously. So I think that Vegas has always been that. Yeah. Maybe you, the guy on paper shows he makes 40 grand or 50 grand, but you, you're not taking, in fact, that he's taking another 40 in tips or, you know, you got these nightclub kids are making 150,000, but on paper, on, if you're looking at it, they're $20,000 a year workers, you know? So I think there, yeah. there's that aspect of it, not, not including the 
what you're talking about, that well, dark, in, dark, you know, internet money. Well, not to mention every single business, it seems like I go to is short-staffed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every yeah. business. Yeah, there's no shortage of jobs, no, whether they're good yeah. paying or not. Whether right, that's different. People, I mean, argument. the unemployment benefit thing ended yesterday. So, yeah. Enhanced yeah. unemployment ended on Labor Day. Oh, man, did Cruz get smashed for that? Did you see what he said? Did you see what he said? No, I didn't. I missed it. What did he say? <laughs> he said, get a job. Get a job. He, he got smashed for saying essentially the solution to what he's at. Yeah, I, I find that that's the thing about the 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 internet when you go on certain things, depending on your your how you lean politically. I see a lot of sea change in the way that young people talk about employment, and I'm cautious because you know I'm I'm fairly center left leaning person in general. And I think that, yeah, it's better when people have good jobs and, you know, support the middle class. I like a strong middle class in my economy. A lot of young people comments, and I'm talking about thousands, not tens of comments, about how employers are all thieves, capitalism's theft, this concept that my job owes me something. I should, to me, I'm, I'm just a bit more free market about it. I go, well, wait, I have a business. Yeah. I pay my employees well in my business, but I, if, if you come up to me and you, it's a $10 an hour job and I offer to pay you $10 why yeah. are you mad at me? Well, like, right. you know, like we, we said before, not all jobs were meant to provide a living wage. Right. Sure. Like 16-year-old kids have to have somewhere to work because they I, just I want totally to get a car. I think that's the right – I think you can maybe have a step up in wages. And yeah. I understand that I, I, I love and respect the fact that there are people doing these jobs and I don't look down on them because right. it's, it's necessary for an economy to have all types of levels. Okay. Not everybody can be making $100,000 a year. It just yeah. doesn't work. Well, and here and here's the thing: people talk about, uh, you know, they talk about. Well, there's not this guy in particular because I watched his video. I mean, I didn't just like smash him and say I'll bet you ten grand. I mean, I, hey man, I'm I'm not perfect. Sure, yeah. You teach me something. Sure, show me something that's correct. And I, I, you know, like we talked about earlier, people are unwilling to back off their position. Right. I'm totally willing to back off my position if somebody shows me something that's real. Sure. Yeah. But you know. You know, some guy from 400 miles away is going to tell me About, the pulse of this yeah. market that I work in every single day. Like, no, it could man. be complete. And the worst part is this dude gets 40,000 hits on his video because of the way it's worded. Because sure. he, he's telling people what they want to hear. Yeah. They don't want to hear the truth. They want to, they want to, they don't, they don't want to hear that that's not real, that there's. Right. That's tons the of majority money. And, and, of people. They, yeah, and, and, they don't. And what they hear. don't want to also hear is there will never be a glutton, a, a glutton, or glutton if you will, <laughs> glutton of foreclosures right. because the hedge funds will buy them up because they want to turn this into a giant rental market. I, I was going to completely mention that. So there are a lot of things that have completely changed because there's so much money available. Mm -hmm. So much money. If, if this time comes around with the foreclosures, as you mentioned, the inventory won't sit there on the market. No, not at all. It's just no. going to be just, just decimated. And, and the pricing would be exactly the same as it is today. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's not like going to change I the pricing. I don't think that um, we didn't touch on this the last time, but you know, there was something to be said that banks didn't know what they were doing back then. Yeah. Would you not? I mean, you both handle a lot of bank stuff, and I think that banks had not a clue what they're doing. Got into being property management, and I yeah. real they realized how big of a shit show that was. I mean, being property management, asset managers that I think banks are going to say, you know what, like everybody's just flooding. It wasn't really that banks were taking everybody's properties. A lot of times people are handing their keys. Oh, you for know, sure. they're like, I'm done. So but again, I, but again, people have too much equity. Equity, equity doesn't yeah. get foreclosed yeah. on guys. It just yeah. doesn't happen. That's, they're going to do that, a workout. They'll figure if, it out. If there was a negative spiraling, rate, right? It can get out that's of spiral where prices drop past points of equity. So that's but it wouldn't but because it, because again, 
It'll get gobbled. The, the hedge funds have yeah. a, the hedge funds hedge funds are still cash heavy in, into their assets yeah. here. So what They're going to protect that position yeah. by dollar cost averaging into anything else they can gobble up. They're still doing it. it, it yeah, I think that's going to change. That's the that's my problem with it though. I think is that there's going to be a, a lack of like uh, individual home ownership possibly. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that's that's for sure a problem. Yeah. That's yeah. already a problem. You're going to create like a town full of renters. A thousand yeah. percent. That's the go- that's the goal of the hedge funds. Because yeah. here's the problem. Here's the problem, and a lot of people don't understand this. Hedge funds don't need to make a cash on cash return. They need to make an ROI return. Right. Yeah. They don't care if they're cash flow positive. As long as the ROI and they can continue to drive the market, they're fine. As mm-hmm. long as they can continue to lever against those assets because the value goes up, they're fine. Right. They're not looking like mom and pop HGTV investors that want to make a six to 7% cap rate. Right. That's not what they want to do. Yeah, they have a different economic reality. <laughs> totally different. If you, if you say cap rate to a hedge fund guy, they will laugh you out of a room. Yeah, they don't care. Like, that is on a, on a on a private resident, but yeah. in commercial spaces they will. They, they don't. They don't talk of cap rates. They talk about just IRR stuff like yeah. that. You'll never hear a guy say cap rate. That's how I know how big of an investor is. I need this IRR with a five-year, seven-year hold yeah, or whatever. Yeah. IRR, internal rate of return. For well, they'll have programs. Like, they'll have things Whoa. that they have internal criteria. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. Like, cap rate is still just one of those things where it's you It's a go, generic, simple way yeah, to, to just throw stuff out. But, yeah, you'll sit there and you'll watch these guys that went to the, what was your seminar you said last time? Oh, Joe's, Joe's home seminar that they saw and paid 200 bucks for. Oh, they'll come to me shaky, and show me. Shaky, shaky Jake's. It's always Shaky yeah, Jake's. Shaky Jake's. They'll, they'll come to me and show me. your home seminar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll buy twenty million dollars worth of stuff, and they'll show me one page document of their <laughs> returns. It's like, all right, like if you're really going to spend twenty million, you're going to show me fifteen to thirty to forty pages of, of stuff, and you, you can tell there's that. But uh, you know, especially in a market, people always try to talk the Vegas market and don't live in Vegas, and you have to live in Vegas to understand Vegas no, on I, all aspects. I, I, of to- stuff. I totally agree. People, people don't get. That. Here's the thing: I would never sit here and talk about the real estate market in Houston, Texas. Yeah. yeah. I can look at some stats. I can look at some math. Houston's going to fail, John. No, no, here's but, why. But, but dude, I, I, why. Let's I, get some I would clickbait, never, but these I, guys. I, yeah, I would never make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, news it next day. Yeah. Houston's market crashes Crash because of what I yeah. well, John said John on the podcast. Gafford. No, John Gafford crashed the Houston real <laughs> estate market. No, but I would never even dream of, of, of making a call on that without talking to a local expert in that market. Here's and I thing, damn though. sure wouldn't go on to make a video. So you know this as well as I do, though. There's a lot of people that are great realtors who do their job, that put in the work, and then there are people that claim to be experts who are full of shit and have absolutely no reason to feel the way they do about it other than just repeating shit they heard from their broker or their buddy or you know whatever. What? That, that brings me to another thing. Another interesting thing I saw this week, which I thought was funny, uh, Ryan Stuman, who's in one of my mastermind groups, um, the hardcore closer, check him out if you don't know who he is. Uh, Ryan Bruno saying, he goes, why do all realtors have to say they're number one? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, what are you, like, what are you gauging that against? And um, I mean, I can tell you like for us, like we, we do have signs around town that say number one in luxury. And this is what I base that on. I base it on, we have the highest average sales price of any large company, which tells me we sell more big homes than anybody else. Do you think the next guy's going to go the way? We're number two. <laughs> no, because there's <laughs> exactly. He's going to be like, we're number one in customer experience. Yeah, there's no, there's no, yeah. It's it totally is. subjective. But every, yeah, everybody has a we're number one. And the point is, is the, the question is, is it, does it work? Do you think it yes. actually works? I Do you think, think that- it's, I think it works for us. I, I, know, I know it works for us. I think there's a lot of people that if that's, if your marketing is going to hit them and in general, it's not going to be word of mouth. It's whatever it's going to be. They look at your advertisement and that's, what's going to turn them. Right. And they go, you're number one. That's, I just needed to hear that. 
Yeah. Why? Well, I, I don't just know. Need, yeah, I just yeah, need yeah. to know. So you look like your number one. Especially people that are not maybe educated in whatever right. it is, right? Number one, great. You know, and I Voting think we, we talked whatever. about, you know, why just solds kind of work a little bit just mm. to give that. Yeah. You just know, I know what brand, I'm doing, right? And yeah. But that number one, you see that on everything. And to me, again, you can, the same car dealerships will say we're number one, right? And it's like, well, we're number one in The guy what, across the street's right? number one. Yeah, like, everybody. Yeah, everybody's not, but every lawyer, everybody's we're number one wholesale dealer. Everybody's voted something. It's like, you know, who voted from your buddy. One guy voted for you, so you voted, you know, this group or whatever. It's, yeah. it's, it's all horseshit. It's, it's, it exists because people like to feel the comfort that, oh, this person's out there. Somebody cares about them, whatever. Yeah, it's like yeah. Tommy Boy when he says, "Well, there's a guarantee on the box." Yeah, there's a guarantee on the <laughs> it's box. Like a guaranteed <laughs> piece of crap, but uh, <laughs> <in> the box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a, but it, it is it's it's exactly the same thing of just being able to say that, you know, it's what it is. But I think, um, you know, I think if you have a stat up, I think you should have to be a little clearer about what why you're, yeah. why you your number. It. Yeah, well, I, why it, and I think one. on so, your marketing, if you're doing marketing, if you can show a stat, yeah, of what you're saying. That will, I mean, if somebody sent me a mailer with like, I'm, I get this in my neighborhood all the time, number one in your neighborhood. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you're not. I, you're, you're, not <laughs> no, but, you're not. No, but if someone said I'm number one, I've sold X amount. You know, we have a guy, Eric, yeah. that he owns a neighborhood and he can truly say he's number one in it and he can show the statistics. I think if he shows statistics, it's a great marketing. If well, not, well, yeah, you're going to get some. Well, he got recruited by another company. <laughs> And uh, the person that owns that company lives in lives in this particular neighborhood. Oh yeah, and he sold 127 of the homes, and that I person has sold three. Under an eighty, and he's like, "Well, if, you know, if your broker can't even close deals in her own neighborhood, yeah, why am I going to come work, I go there? work for you?" Yeah, um, yeah, that, yeah. To that exact point, it's. I was just trying to find a way to tell you I could stick my head up a cow's ass. Get to <laughs> <laughs> a look so at a butcher and uh, uh, butcher's ass. No, no, butcher's not, ass. not quite it. Wait a minute. Oh, God. Not quite it. Yeah, but that number one in whatever for people, it does give some kind of sense of thing. Oh, yeah. And so it's a valuable marketing thing or branding. I should say branding. Yeah. I, I think I think, I think, think if you're going to use any type, I mean, look, I can find a stat in anything. To justify something, sure. and I think you should use stats to justify your performance in the marketplace. Figures lie and liars figure. Well, sure, but and if you don't, and if you and if you're newer in the business, especially real estate, you're going to work for a company. Leverage what that company is. That don't good. go out on your own. It's better to leverage what you what you sure. do, um, and be able to use the company. I always tell people, you know, brand yourself, but leverage us. That's what I tell all the agents that work here because I want them to brand themselves. Because again. I think we have the best company in, in the world if we did not shut it down. But also, I could get hit by a truck tomorrow and the place could go to hell in a handbasket. So you need to create a brand around yourself, but leverage the company that you're with uh, to create more sales. So we're going to take a quick break real quick. When we come back, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about the random Peloton shirt in my office. I don't know. Yeah, we'll talk about a little bit about bankruptcy law with uh, attorney Chris Connell and something goofy you might want to look out for if you're thinking about buying a probate house. We'll be back in just a minute. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we've, things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at thejohngafford. I'm here. Give me a shout. Oh my God, that's a power move. That's a power move. <clears throat> that's a power move, kid. <laughs> Back for part two of today's show. Um, man, I got to tell you something crazy that happened. This is crazy. Crazy, crazy. Got to go fight it. 
and uh, this is nuts. So we had a client, and uh, it was one of our one of our buyers for one of our agents here. Went into escrow on a probate property. Yep. All right, and the property was listed for three hundred and nineteen thousand. Needed a little bit of work. He goes into he goes into contract for two hundred and ninety nine thousand dollars. All right. This is a guy who doesn't have a lot of money. You, you know, some iffiness, iffy stuff with the loans. Can't quite get it done. Gets the loan done and um, can't get it. Needs an extension. Gets to the end of his of his period. Asks for the asks the seller, the seller to give him an extension. The attorney says no. They kick his deal out. Keep his earnest money. All right, which, you know, I get it. Hey, man, you said you were going to get it done. Seller does not have to grant you an extension. I understand that. It's all well and fine. It's good. So the guy loses his money. Explain to him, hey, man, no fault, no fault of, of ours, whatever. It just is what it is. Moving on. So about then I get an email from the attorney saying, hey, uh, we've liquidated the property for less than your purchase price. We're going to seek damages. Wow. I didn't even look into this. I was just kind of like, man, I, I just said, man, I've seen some shitty money grabs from attorneys, but this one takes the cake. I think it was my response. Send it back to him. And anyway, so tomorrow there is a hearing for this attorney because apparently they turned around and sold it to a flipper for 260 which was way below market value, yep. right? Way below market value. And now this attorney, this probate attorney is chasing our old, our old buyer client for the difference between the two six that he sold and the two ninety nine he was originally in contract with, plus attorney's fees, is what he's chasing our client for. Is that on a, a Nevada? Appar- real apparently, that well, that- no, 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 no. It doesn't matter. Apparently, that is part of the Nevada bankruptcy code. Now, it brings me a lot of things, <laughs> like equitable powers under one hundred five. Oftentimes, prevent that because it's un. That that to me, I would see being a very unjust sort of action, especially it depends on sort of they would have to prove up the damages. Yeah, I don't think it's just damages. Like oh, I can liquidate it for a dollar and then sue you because well, that's essentially what they canceled. did. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you know there has to be some <clears throat> stocking horse bid. There has to be you have to understand all the evidence that goes into that. I'd yeah. say. I mean, well, the, the hearing is next <laughs> Wednesday. We're gonna we're gonna take a look. But I mean, I'm just the reason I'm saying that is because honestly, I I mean, we've done. I mean, we do, we do 5,000 transactions a year here. And unfortunately, as much as I wish I told you, I knew everything about anything. I don't, you know, I look it up as it comes along. And when I heard that, and I realized that these guys are using, you know, an obscure piece of, of, of statute legislation to, to go through this. I was like, wow, because I mean, we've had tons of deals. Probate or bankruptcy? Probate. This is a probate. So you said it was under bankruptcy code though. Sorry. But did I say? Probate? I'm sorry. That's what confused me. I didn't know if no, 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 no. I'm sorry. This is all probate. This is not bankruptcy. Probate. Sorry, okay. Probate. My apologies. This is a probate case. Equitable sorry. powers under 105. Please don't go to court and cite equitable powers. Under <laughs> yeah. 11 <laughs> USC subsection 105. Chris Scott. Yeah. Chris yeah, Connell. Yeah, no, 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 get sorry, you anywhere. Yeah. Citing <laughs> 11 USC uh, subsection. He's working with what he's got, which is bad information <laughs> sorry, for me. Terrible information. Probate code. That is interesting. I've. I've done some summary administrations in probate. Mm-hmm. I haven't done a lot, but I do know that you can apply for attorney's fees for a lot of stuff. I don't know what that contract is, but it probably wasn't under a standard uh, Galvar. Right. No, 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 no. What? What? No, it was it was standard Galvar. It was standard. Well, it's, it's LVR now, not Galvar anymore. So oh, it's no longer the Greater Las Vegas Association of Realtors. It's just Las okay. Vegas Realtors. So us Henderson folk are just kind of out the cold. But that was what Cole had nothing to do with. When did that change? By the way, like just, a year ago. Really? Like uh, a year, they wanted they wanted it to be simple. So it was like a year ago they changed that. But anyway, um, yeah, it was a standard LVR contract. On the addendum, it said 
that this contract is subject to all of in its in its state of the probate statute in an addendum. Wow. But wouldn't it, wouldn't yeah. it for damages Careful like that you, where you put your toes in crocodile infested waters? Yeah. I mean, I just I think it's I, but I just think it's. Uh, Wouldn't he, dude? This is a market. This is this is a guy. That, well, okay, a couple things. Like couple things about this. Number one, this is a cat that that if his, if he had finances. <laughs> He wouldn't have not had yeah. his loan come together. It's not like he just slow rolled them and decided right, not to right, buy this. Right. Okay, so first off, here's the thing. Sue away, sue away, get a judgment, get an order, and then try to collect it. Yeah. First thing. Yeah. That's the reality of judgment. Maybe we've talked about this on the mm -hmm. show. I can't remember. My go-to is this. There is no justice for basically under $30,000. Yeah. Right? And there's justice for those who have money over that. Mm -hmm. Right? So if, if you don't have anything, this the world, the justice system doesn't apply to you. It applies to you at a criminal level because you get into it, you can't get out of it. Yeah. But on a business or financial side, swing for the fences if you have nothing to lose. And yeah. I don't mean be fraudulent, but if you don't have anything, I've gotten quarter million dollar, half million dollar judgments for people and just light them on fire. They're worthless because yep. there's nothing to get on the end of it. It's like the, what was uh, <clears throat> Anna Nicole, or not Anna Nicole, OJ. They'll, they'll never get what they were. What they OJ. were, oh, one, <laughs> but one, that's quite the judgment. No, How do one, we go to OJ? I'm not uh, Anna Nicole. I'm OJ. Yeah, no, no, not Anna <laughs> okay. Nicole. But uh, you know, their whole fa the family got the all that judgment. Do not yeah. reflect no, the, the Goldman family. The Goldman family got, got all that judgment. They'll never re receive. They're never gonna pay because he's hiding it. He's got people he can duck and whatever, and yeah. maybe he gets caught. Or, but here's the other thing: he's probably got homestead protection. I got a question. I mean, Colt brought it up. Let's talk about it. Did he kill him? How do you no? Oh, God, God, Jesus. Okay. No. How do you feel? Because this is a thing in Vegas. He, he very much thing. so murdered those it's two people. A, I know. Anyway. Oh. But, but no. But, it, but it's a, it's, it's a, not it's controversial. No, 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 it's, it's not. But here's the thing. I, I, when I see and I've seen some young guys that I know oh in God. town that mentor whatever, and in OJ hangs out in Vegas. If you're not listening, to this, he's sure. he's hanging people out. People run up to him like he's some fucking non-murderer. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he did yes. beat his wife, and yeah. then it, yeah. and they run up and they and they take pictures like it's like it's funny to get pictures with him and it bothers me when that happens so so i did i did this one time and I, I i regretted it just because of how it looks on me but somebody posted a picture of their picture with oj and i posted underneath it the two bloody photos of ron gold and uh, nicole brown simpson's massacred bodies as they were found in police crime scenes like that's who the fuck you think yeah, that, that's cool awesome. that's funny so do you have a kid do you have a daughter do you have a mom yeah. would, would that be funny to you he so here's the thing. This is going to sound really stupid, but if you shoot somebody like Lee Malvo with a sniper rifle from a thousand yards away, that to me is far less sickening than literally stabbing somebody with oh, a God. knife repeatedly times face to face. That's just the reality of that's why war is difficult for snipers and drone operators. Right? Yeah. But this man took a knife and he he brutally murdered two people and left their bloody bodies Allegedly. there. And, and his and DNA was all photos. over the place. Yeah. And just unfortunately, you found the 12 dumbest people that don't understand how DNA works. You could. You know, you, you, anyway, uh, we'll, we'll get off that. See, aren't you guys Ran over. Thanks, Colt. <laughs> Ran over, but yeah. no, but that, so it makes Colt's just bringing the strong, bringing the strong <laughs> content just tonight. Let's this was talk like about so, the juice. So we were golfing the other day <laughs> at, at my club, and he was there was there? a glove with a T in it with a note from OJ that says, if you find this glove Shut and the glove up. don't fit, I'm on another course. Shut Bro, up. he thinks yeah. that. That's he, not, that's not, really. I found it. This isn't like. Oh my! And my you think OJ really, really? Absolutely, I think he played ahead of us. And God. I was sitting there thinking, why is this guy here? Why? Oh, who, yeah. who allowed this guy to come to my private place? Like he should not be welcome because no. 
Not at all. Just because the justice system didn't find you guilty doesn't mean the fucking universe has to forgive you. Well, take away the murders. He was a wife beater, right? He's a wife beater. To me. And he went to prison anyway. People got upset. So we're having cigars. He walked into a cigar lounge and I'm like, get his ass out of here. And people got mad. And I said it so he could hear it. Then they were ordering some food. I said, don't give him a fucking knife. Like, I was just making (laughs) smart ass comments. And people were getting mad. People were getting mad. I'm like, you guys think this guy's, this guy's a piece of shit. Piece of shit. Like, he's a piece of shit. I would go on record right now. Fuck that guy. Yeah. But back (laughs) to the uh, probates, huh? No. Sorry. (laughs) You're winding me up. Just just because I do, I do, you know, the justice system already takes so much heat for being inefficient. And it's true, it does. And, And I agree that the state has a job to do. When somebody's found uh, to to put somebody away in prison, to deprive them of their freedom, it is the state's responsibility to prove their case, and it is a system that is you know with the jury of your peers and you know with defense, the best defense you can muster for yourself. I get it all, and I stand by it. But there are times when the universe cracks in half, and you can literally find the twelve dumbest human beings alive to, to talk about a subject that they have no right to be commenting on. Top five worst cases that you get upset for. That one is number one. Yeah. Really? You know what one oh I think God. might be number one for me is oh, that Casey, Casey Anthony. Anthony. Casey uh, Anthony was, was very disgusting too. But here's the thing. People think this term beyond reasonable doubt means beyond all possible. Right. So they think it's like you have some impossible standard. If your defense counsel is good enough and they make it seem like, well, that is the standard. That's the jury instruction. Yeah. Beyond a reasonable doubt. But a reasonable doubt is a doubt. Right. You know, reason is still the part there. Now, what's reasonable to a flat earther is not reasonable to Chris Connell. Well, it's it's like saying reasonable doubt. Yeah, he did it right. But would he, if your kids was online death wise, would you still go at them? Maybe not, right? People, a good defense attorney does throw that out there and messes yeah. with that. And I think that's how he got off. Well, he know, got off thing. because people didn't realize that. Well, we found his DNA at the scene, we found his blood. There's a 911 tape going, OJ's coming to kill me. <laughs> now, who could it have been? So they thought, you know, oh, because there was a distrust of the police. So that had to do with Rodney King. And it was a culture of distrust at the time. And he just r- rode this wave of all perfect things coming together for him specifically. People and are everybody knows what happened. Yep. Everybody knows that that glove, if they didn't make him try the shriveled one on, the actual one, if you had bought it from the store, would have fit perfectly. <laughs> and didn't it tell him not take his arthritis medicine? But people are just, people are think that is, no, they really did for like weeks. They're like, don't take your medicine. Let your joints, you know, get there. The but it, just, it is, I was at a, um, a party. And it was a who's who of Hollywood, of music, and any everything. And everybody just kept talking about this one guy. Looking, Don't you love like, Zoom? Who is Cole? this guy? Yeah. No, no. But it was. was and say, do you know who it was? Second. Who invited you to a party? I know, right? That, <laughs> well, it's called Cameo. You uh, go yeah. on. <laughs> I, it cost me only 500 bucks, and I had like and there was 30 lots of celebrities people. there. But everybody was like talking about this guy, this guy, and this guy's just long hair, blonde hair. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? It was the. Uh, the Cato Kalen. Yes. Yes. And, and I, they were so, star- these are major stars were starstruck by this guy. And I'm like, what have, the have fuck? you ever seen more footage of any program you've watched in your life? Take The Wire, take uh, what's your favorite show, whatever. The OJ Simpson created more footage than literally anything that you've ever oh, watched. God. Real yeah. Housewives all together didn't put the footage out there that the OJ trial did. Yeah. It was on TV forever. Anyway, sorry for, sorry for getting wound up on that, but it's like the Michael Jackson thing too. 
Michael Jackson knew exactly what he was doing. Oh, yeah. His attorneys coached him to put on his pajamas and go jump on that car and act like a fucking baby. Oh, sure. Oh, look at me. I don't the, know stuff. Vincent he, the Chin Gigante or whatever. They yeah. walk around his bathrobe in New York for the mob trials oh, in, the, it's just, yeah. in the 50s. Oh, look, his mind is, no, that's all totally scripted. Michael Jackson knew what he was doing. Those kids could identify his penis and like things on it. And, and his attorneys, and it's, it's their job to do what they can do for their client. And that's the way the system works. And I have no problem with that. But there were times I've talked to some of the counsel on the other side of it that know this. Mm -hmm. And Eric Dubin wrote this book called Star Chamber about Robert Blake and, and Michael Jackson, all this stuff. He said that Michael Jackson, after they were done, he goes, go fuck yourself. Oh, I'm like, sure. Totally arrogant, totally to knowing what's Wait, going said that on. to the defense? To the prosecutor. Oh, God. And, and so what you don't see on camera will tell you a lot of a story, about, especially about trials. Yeah. So Do you listen to his music? Because I found myself listening to R. Kelly today, and I was like, God damn it. Should well, unfortunately, a, a Michael Jackson song will come on that slaps. I don't like And it. I go, God, what? You know, it's like Daniel Tosh says, you want to beat your kid enough to get the Thriller album, but not so much that he rapes <laughs> yeah, kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what right, he was, underrated. and that's what he did. And his was sort of so far past in the annals of time, and there was no criminal conviction. He just gave him a ton of money and did this oftentimes. Little kids that had, you know, emotional yeah. problems and developmental problems a lot of times. So, did I ever tell you, that's why, that's why I'm, I no longer get invited to uh, those dress-up parties, the mystery murder things. Did I ever tell you that story? No. Yeah, so I... <laughs> I, I, if you all right, look. If you want to have one of those murder mystery things where y'all dress up in a costume, this is not the kid to invite. I would love to invite. Don't, you don't invite me because here's why: because I'm gonna make it weird. And um, <laughs> Anthony Romeo, <laughs> he's an agent here, good friend of mine. They had one, and his his wife wanted to really have it, so they sent out the invitations. And mine said, my character was Joe Jackson, baseball player that has amnesia, <laughs> that has Joe it, Jackson, that has amnesia, oh, no. and can't remember anything. I just didn't bother to read past the word Joe, Joe Jackson. <laughs> so I dressed up as 1970s, like straight up Joe Jackson. The picture's amazing. I'll actually, I'll try to post it on YouTube if you guys can see this, but I'll get up there. And literally all I did was walk around this party all night long. You're talking but, about like from the 1800s, Joe Jackson. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like Michael Jackson's <laughs> no, no, father. But, but you were supposed to play an old timey baseball player. Yes, I was supposed to play an old timey baseball player. Exactly. Jackson. Okay. But instead I just, I literally had. Joe all, Jackson all I did got was, I went full 70s Joe Jackson and then just walked around this party bitching about Tito don't practice enough. That's all, that's, that's all I did the whole time. And Latoya is shaming this whole family. I was told that I ruined the party. I think I brought the party it. to a new level. <laughs> you made the party. Well, plus, I mean, I think what was worse is <laughs> our, friend, our, friend, our friend Scott went with us, Hurlbert, <clears throat> and it was one of those things, like two seconds in the party, I looked oh, at him, man. I'm like, my Oops. wife's like Scott's the murderer. <laughs> like, you <laughs> yeah. can just tell. Oh, I mean, Scott's yeah, always he, he, yeah. He was going to literally he, need OJ's defense team to get off. A bit like a strangler. <laughs> was oh. yeah, he, he just yeah, was. Yeah, so yeah. So just people. just keep in mind if you ever invite me to your your murder mystery party, I'll read you. I'm gonna role. make. Okay. Oh, dude! One time I got invited. <laughs> you don't, and, don't practice. No, I got I got invited to one, and I had to be a cowboy. I went as like a super ragingly gay stripper cowboy. I'm talking about assless chaps, <laughs> the little hat. And it just made it so uncomfortably weird for everybody that I think some people actually left because of how weird it made at that party. But we, yeah. we went, we had a uh, anything but clothes party once, which means you just put, you wear was anything. This the, was, but this, you was this at the clothes. neighbor's house? Yeah, sorry, neighbor. no. yeah But like store. people would wear like all sorts of weird stuff, right? Like uh, pots and pans and shit like that. And some guy just walked in naked and was like, <laughs> 
Oh, that's well, what the party was. That, that, that would be that's anything the but party. Cars. Yeah, there you go. Misread that you know, one. Speak, speaking of this, I, look, I, did I tell you about the Peloton shirt? I had heard very briefly. Yeah, I can't. I can't come in the office. Peloton shirt. And there's a mystery Peloton shirt. I came to the office, got mystery scotch, but I found out who it was. No. It, it, I walk it. Yeah, exactly. You get scotch. <laughs> and you get a And I get a giant Maybe packing box with you one Peloton shirt. Out. Look, I, you listen. It and, was and a it, box? It was a giant packing box. And as you look inside of it, I had one Peloton shirt and I look at it. Now, keep in mind. I think it could have been something you said. Maybe it was a silent protest from somewhere because it had like a rainbow Peloton thing and it said lead with love. So I'm thinking it could, it could have been something Colt said that got us in trouble. I don't know. Hey, all my stuff Don't get us canceled, Colt. We yeah. love all people here. Yeah, we love Everything's we love everybody. been positive on my end. It's, uh, it's Chris. Exactly. Yeah, oh, if we get an OJ glove, <laughs> next week we know it's coming from here. Oh, yeah. I was going to be, yeah, even 9-11 was positive. <laughs> even 9-11 was positive. <laughs> yes. We are coming up on the... Uh, the anniversary of nine, yeah, dude. Speaking of, because like I totally remember where I was during the OJ thing. I was having watching the watching the the the, the truck race, whatever. Oh, oh like the, the Bronco for, for yeah, nine eleven. Oh, I remember that. No, the Bronco. Yeah, yeah I, remember I remember that. that. And nine eleven, like like there's only a few events yeah. in life that I remember the exactly. Bronco when I was doing. AC, the Bronco, I remember. Yeah, yeah AC, and, AC Collins. Yep. Yeah, and then the nine uh, eleven. I remember exactly where I was for that. I was crazy. having lunch with my only Muslim friend. Oh, it's such a weird thing because I had I was having fa. With my Muslim friend, and I remember when it happened, and we we're just both like, and what, and they were developing, and I think they had kind of early. Anyway, I just looked at him. I go, "This is not going to be good for you." Oh, boy. I just remember thinking, it like, this could be really bad for you. Muslim. It was, and it kind of came. I'm like, "Oh, this actually may have repercussions for people I know." And then, uh, it's just one of those weird things where, as a 21 year old, I was 20. I think when it happened. Yeah. So, <clears throat> trying, I'm like, man, that's kind of a weird situation that my only muslim friend i'm here and they're like uh, we think this is a terrorist attack from whatever and it's both like ooh, yeah ooh. i had a buddy his last name's al-qaeda and it was a rough traveling for the next couple of years <laughs> they would is this so, a dad joke he, no no his last name was <laughs> swear to god, god this is a dad joke and, no I, I i might i don't know one of these i might have his to name is al like alan qaeda no, 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 no his last imagine, name's al-qaeda i think one of these might have crickets on it <clears throat> No, that's a laugh track. Yeah, I think. There you go, laugh track. No, no, no it's no. not a joke. I'm being dead serious. And every time no, he would no, go buddy, through, Alan. every Alan time Kyle. he would go through, I thought TSA, I had crickets, but I don't have crickets. I TSA I would magically ran. Oh, you're randomly selected to be patted down. So who who is he? Is he Arabic? Yeah. Or was it like Alan no, no, Kaida no, with a no, K A D A or something? No, it's it, no, no. <laughs> Al Kaida. Al Kaida. No, 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 no. Well, the, and, the K is silent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, no, but it was a bad thing for that whole family, and it was, of course, a, you know, it was a bad thing literally for everybody involved because nobody, America didn't get out of that. No. Afghanistan no. didn't no. get out of that. No. Bin Laden didn't get out of that. All the people jumping out of the building. God, when you think that about think about tragedies, right? Think about nobody's better. There's nothing we've learned from that. We've gained nothing from it. No. It's it's one of those things where you say, oh, well, we have the new Freedom Tower. Which is, no. no. It, it didn't really create a, a sense of any kind of it lasting created, nationalism. No, you, unity for like good six months. Here we go. That's six what we were talking months. about. In yeah. New York, people were kind to each other for the first time ever. And that you were that, yeah. we were joking, we were bugging Colt because he's talking about silver linings, about how people really were treating each other well. 
yeah. after yeah, 9/11. He, he, didn't, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't vocalize that. Yeah, he didn't well do that. Well. Oh, I, I'm trying to help him out. Yeah, here. <laughs> they, they, that never aired, so we can say <laughs> I did. We yeah. could say no, we but did. what you meant was the silver linings yeah. about people, you know, unity, being together and treating each other well. But the problem is that's gone again. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's gone. Even in New York, it's gone. People forget things. We we have a very short lifespan of things to matter. We forget Supreme Court decisions. We forget a lot of stuff in this country can turn. It's not that big a boat where turning around takes that long. Yeah. Right. So we think these things are just problems in the future, right? It's going to be a problem in the future. It's going to be a problem in the future. That future could literally be six months from now. Yeah. That you thought was so daunting right? or so far away or so remote. And it's not. It, it literally could happen within not just your lifetime, but in your in your. Well, yeah, let me ask recently. you: Do you feel? Do you feel like? Because this is. I literally had this conversation with my wife last night. I was like, I feel like everything is going so much faster than it was a year ago. The velocity of money is going faster. Me, me and Chris, before so we fast. came on here, we were just talking about how just everything is condensed, rapid. Yep. You know, just the economy, everything, everything's so much faster in life. And Remember when the Dow would go down a thousand? Oh my God! For seven hundred point freak day. out. Yeah, those didn't happen. Now they happen with high frequency. Yeah, it was down. I mean, it was down like two hundred. Yeah. It was down yeah. by two hundred before lunch today. But guess who was guess up? Who was up? Stocks. Yeah, we were both <laughs> we up today. Both were good. Yeah, yeah. So we were both up there. Sorry if you lost money today. <laughs> Me and Cole both did but pretty I, well. You know, and do you think we'd have that sense? I mean, October one, the shooting brought Vegas together. That Man. was you. That's probably the only yeah. other time in our lifetimes but, that but had that. It? But hold on. Like did it really? But I, no, think for, but I think for, I think for, I think for a, a quick. I think. For but I don't minute, think that if something like that happened right now, I don't think that it would even no, unity I, for even a month anymore. I think. Well, I think. I think what's sad, and I noticed this when I was in El, El Paso, is you look up and there's these billboards say El Paso strong, El Paso strong. I Everything feel like every community now strong. has some sort of tragedy that is occurring, unfortunately, right. um, that requires that saying to be yeah. going on. I, I, probably I, just not enough thoughts and prayers. Oh God! <laughs> it's probably with the Speak, problem. <laughs> speaking of speaking speaking of which, we talked a little bit about about the hurricane last time, and I wanted to say that I did actually uh, interview my buddy Robert Stone, who is uh, one of my good friends down there, and he told me where to donate money. I've already donated money uh, to the people of, of Louisiana, and it's through the what's called Saint Bernard Parish. Or, uh, organization. Uh, it was a place, best place to donate money to people in Louisiana would actually get in the hands of people that actually need it. If you want to do that, it is, uh, it was sbpusa.org. sbpusa.org. So check that out. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. That, that's, yeah. It's just, uh, that, <laughs> if you were cold, I'm, if you were cold, I'd have cut you off. Oh, oh, so somebody, somebody, uh, buddy from New Jersey was showing me a picture of his friend's car that is hood high in water. That's crazy. And when you think about the power of water and what's happened to all those homes, and it, it's so devastating. And if we're out here, we don't understand what a flood I, does. I was yeah. just going to say, out here, we are, you you don't comprehend that. No. Right? When you look down your street, and uh, there were a couple days. There were a couple days. There were a couple days this summer, though, that I think we oh, all got yeah. a glimpse of what yeah. it was like to deal with but could you global warming. That? If it's yeah. at, you know, oh yeah, good I mean, lord, when it's 119 outside, and you're like, you got to be kidding me right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, or and John, you had a little taste of it with your thing exploding off and your son kayaking in your backyard. <laughs> oh, yeah. backyard. yeah. Right? No, it's, 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 yeah. it's a crazy, it's crazy what's coming and whether people want to say it's man-made or not, I, I don't care. I, I, you know, I, uh, I think that probably having 8 billion people pumping out coal into the planet, probably not great. I mean, I'm not an earth science scientist. They, they all seem to be in a consensus. 
But at that that said, you know things are changing. Now whether you like them or not, you have to learn to adapt yeah. and grow. So um, yeah, I, I mean, I still think I still think if there's a tragedy, you're going to see people pull together because I think it's what people do. People I, will I do think, that. Yeah. I think they would do that in the face of a tragedy. It's it's unfortunate that I think the world. I think the world since I, I think I, to your point, when you say you don't think it would happen again, I think what you're referring to is the world's become so much us and them and so polarizing. Right. It seems like it's more polarized now than it ever has been. Yeah. Um, and some of that I think is social media. Some of that I think is uh, some of the people we've had in power that, that, that mm-hmm. play that card and play it hard and uh, have really pushed for that. But I think um, I think we need to probably start working to get a little bit more back to the middle, like we talk about, yeah. to, to try to <laughs> try to get on the same team, I yeah. guess is a good way to put do it. You yeah. think we'll, do you think we'll get to that point? Like, I, yeah. I blame social media the reason we can't get to that point. And we all, and people putting too much trust into the media when they don't realize ratings, it's all money, right? And I, I don't know. Well, I, I, I'm going to say something I can't believe didn't come out of your mouth. But you know what we kind of need? What? Alien invasion. I mean, I'd be all right. No, we, we, no we've we, already no, had that, no, and it, nothing this, happened. Not illegal alien invasion, Colt. No, Jesus. No. Alien invasion. No, alien, no, we're, we're not talking UFOs. about the migrants, No, no, we're, ta- no, we're, we're talking <laughs> like, about UFOs. little green men with laser beams is what we're talking about. Because think about it. Every disaster movie you've ever seen where there's aliens, what happens? Okay, but first off, everybody pulls together. We know for a fact now that that's not being hidden, right? Because I'm pretty right. sure the last guy would have let us know. Yeah, no, no, for sure. But what I'm saying is, if that was if that was to happen, yeah, like think about all the disaster movies you see. Just, you just see say like, Independence Day, John. No, at, the end, at the end of Independence Day, okay. <laughs> but at the end of it, when you see like the big spaceships blow blow up, what yeah. do you see? You see the people oh, in yeah. France jumping around. Yeah. You see the people in Turkey jumping After around. America saved them. You see the. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome, world. You're, you're welcome, America. You're you're, 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 America. Welcome. you're welcome. And it wasn't just the, being historically what, accurate. Yeah, it wasn't the Russia's Canadians. Just it wasn't Russia on like World War Two, right? You're welcome, America. Oh God. No, for sure. But you know. I think you, you get something like that because I mean, let's face it this way: it damn sure wasn't COVID because no, we didn't COVID, all we didn't COVID. all unite as a people against COVID. No, and that's the thing: people are gonna. They, we're at a point now, John, where there would be so many people going, "Those aren't real aliens. Uh, those are <laughs> actors. Those are government plants." Yeah, you could have things literally happening in front of people's eyes now, and there's such a no, disconnect with what's truth, and that's selection. People, I don't realize how many people on my Facebook. That I add because I'll add agents and I'll add stuff. I, I like to be known out there because mm-hmm. I'm a guy. I don't think yeah. about it in that way. I add people. Yeah. And people pop up out of nowhere that I didn't even know I knew. And then they start posting the craziest shit. And so it's an immediate unfollow. And it's like, oh my God. Huh? You, you, you know what I think, honestly, should be like required curriculum now? Curriculum. Did I say that word right? No, I think no, I did. What should be required learning, if you will, in, in high schools? I think it should make every kid watch the movie Idiocy. Because yeah. <laughs> oh, I God think we God. I think we are in overdrive to that actually. Ha- I, I call that a snuff film. Yeah. But to me, it's like watching Faces of Death. It, 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 dude, it's horrifying. It, it, it is. For those of you who have never seen that movie, it's about Owen Wilson goes in the future. Wait, which one? One of the Wilson Luke, brothers. Luke. Luke, Luke Wilson yeah, goes right. in the future. And the future is basically... Uh, it's full of idiots because yeah. because pe- society has become so dumbed down as a society. And it's only terrifying. the dumb are procreating. And- yeah, and like and you know, and then like and I think that stressed me out too because last night I'm sitting at home and that 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 uh, Jake Paul fight is on Showtime for free. I ain't giving you a nickel to watch it, but I'm like, let me see if this yo-yo can box. And the fact that that arena was full of people to watch this dude who's not a boxer box. 
It's Schadenfreude. I'm like yeah, it's Schadenfreude or uh, Schadenfreude. It's German word for taking pride in other people's misery. They yeah, want to yeah. see him get knocked down, but he won't because they'll never find him to do it. But the point being is, oh my God, this is like something you would see on Idiocy. Yeah, idiocracy like, like, was like idiocracy. A, a documentary. Yeah, like, like no, <laughs> yes, no more sports. No more sports. Let's watch famous people beat each other up. Yeah, I don't care about sports anymore. I want to watch famous well, people I, beat each other up. It's just it is a race to that. But to to the counter of that, <clears throat> there was this article in the Economist just came out about the illiberal left. Okay. Now mm-hmm. that's a phrase that I kind of really don't hear very often. Someone I've heard, I kind of looked it up, and the illiberal left. It's that shutdown of extreme leftism. It's the shutdown idea of being not liberal. People yeah. complain about being about liberals. Huh? The word liberal takes its root from freedom. Yeah, Li- but, but, literally. Don't, but don't they call those people fascists? Isn't that the fancy word that the super left liberals would use to call those people? Well, the, the, the thing is that we've gotten to the point where our words don't even matter anymore. We just say things that don't actually make sense. I'm one of those people where I call people that want to shut down everything, the cancel culture. Yeah, people. it's the same. That's the illiberal left. Yeah. That's now, that's now what they're called to me. Anybody that wants to not have a conversation or dialogue to just shut you down and scream you off a platform is an illiberal leftist, right? Yeah. Not interested. How do you pull those people back to the middle, right? Never will. How do you pull them back? Well, it's going to, at some point. Very said, aliens. Well, or, aliens. Or, or, or. Alien event. Alien. If, you, if, you, if you're beaming, the, listen, aliens, if you're on YouTube, <laughs> put your lasers on stun, but come down and yeah. like make a show of yeah. it so stun we can pull this. People. We can pull. Yeah. I mean, yeah. don't actually come down here and zap everybody or yeah. eat me like that. But dude, yeah. seriously, just Knock like, make a show so we can pull this back together. That's what we yeah. need to do. The Las Vegas Invasion from Mars style. That's it. Yeah, that exactly. Was, is that not the greatest? Exactly. Probably. Is that the greatest? Alien film? I, I would have to go excellent. with. Exactly. Well, My guys. pinball machine. It's 100%. <laughs> well, let's wrap it up for this week. Uh, again, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. Comment on it if you like. Uh, if you're watching, if you're listening to us on podcast, make sure you subscribe so you get it. notifications when we're up there. Next week, we'll talk about does Colt actually have pants on? You're going to want to kind of uh, tune in when you see that. <laughs> I know the truth because I'm sitting here. You at home don't know. Just as uh, Yep. And remember, if you like what we do here, make sure you tell somebody about it so they can listen too. But if you hate it, tell two because, again, it doesn't matter if they're talking good or bad. What is it, Chris Connell? Tell them three times. As long, <laughs> as, they're talking about you. as long as they're talking about it, it makes sense to us. Take care, everybody. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we have things we talked about on the show as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at thejohngafford. I'm here. Give me a shout.